0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of the Max Potential Habits episode. You know, something that I've really been enjoying about quarantine is that I have gotten to meet some incredible people. I started a new LinkedIn campaign where I'm reaching out to a whole bunch of different people and saying, hey, let's create some win-wins. And one of those people is today's guest, Victor Bonico Johnson. We met on LinkedIn and I saw his, some of his videos and I was like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's awesome. He's got a really great, you know, brand and presence. He is the published author of a book called Proven Pathways to Wealth and Happiness, and it's his story of growing up in a single parent home, broke, then going on as an adult, living paycheck to paycheck, having horrible credit, and how he transformed this into a seven-figure real estate portfolio, and now has a credit score that's consistently over 760. Who doesn't want all that? so he's on today to share his wealth of knowledge we're going to talk money we're going to talk credit we're going to talk business building uh, he's an inspirational speaker all kinds of cool stuff so i brought him on the show today to bring value to all of you so stay tuned and welcome to the show victor
1: thank you so much dr amanda you are absolutely right i think there was an instant synergy with us when we connected through linkedin um i have kind of a a unique thing that I do I like to send people a little welcome video which I've never seen anybody do and you topped it you responded with a video message I just love that so (laughs) it was bound for us to come together for one of these video calls for sure
0: that's awesome okay and we got to give a little background here because you're so right i'm always i'm super into marketing and and connecting with people in creative ways and uh so i have this new program if anyone hasn't heard of it it's i'll put a link it's called dub and it you can respond in linkedin with video and you can respond in email and it's just like Mm. such a cool way to stay connected to people uh through video
1: and it's
0: yeah so so that was that you know and i like that with you too because i think maybe out of the you know, I have a couple thousand people that I'm connected with on LinkedIn and out of all those, I think these are two I've gotten a video from. So, so <laughs> nice. you, you stand out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so share share your background with us. You know, you said the inspiration for writing your book had to do with growing up broke and then stepping into paycheck to paycheck. I know a lot of people here can resonate with that. Tell us your story.
1: So basically, born and raised in the Bay Area, Oakland, California area, San Francisco area, uh, single mom. My dad was involved with my life, but he had another family and all that good stuff. And so um, I was very used to a mom bringing in, you know, a hardworking woman and all that good stuff, but just wasn't enough to bring in the, to pay the bills. So there was the welfare, there was food stamps and all that other stuff, which I honestly didn't see it as living in poverty at the time. I still was dressed good and felt like I was eating every day, all the time, so, but I did learn that there was a different lifestyle out there that you could be very comfortable, have finances, make decisions without money being a hindrance. And so, started having kids, you know, early on in my life, 17, 19, 21, I already had three kids by 21, and of course, um, that impacted me finishing college, so I was thrust into the workforce and, I found myself working in call centers for collection agencies of all places, right? And so I'm talking to all these people that are either behind on a bill or have a charge off and all these things going on. I was making great money, started moving up through the ranks, managing people. But believe it or not, I'm teaching people how to collect debts. And as soon as I get home, I'm dodging these calls myself. I'm not answering the bill collector calls. I'm not paying things the way they should be paid which thus threw my credit score into a horrible, horrible low 500 range. And it was pretty much like that for a good 15, 17 years, Dr. Amanda. And that was because I just was living check to check. I was bringing in good money, but I wasn't being responsible with my bill payments and all this kind of stuff. Fast forward, the kids are getting older. They're looking at me. They're just as tall as I am now. And I'm like, I really still have bad credit. I don't have any money really saved up. Every time I stack up maybe 15 grand in a 401k, I'm pulling it out to try to pay some bills that I was behind on. It just was horrible. And so figured out some things, got really disciplined, started using the knowledge that I gained from the collection industry, applying it to some of my charged off debt, started reading a lot. And lo and behold, within about a year and a half, my score went from 525 to a 700. And that put me in a position where I could buy rental properties and a bunch of stuff, I'm fast-forwarding through it, but basically, over the course of about three years, my score went, you know, completely higher, and I was able to stop living check to check. Started attracting better income to myself through better jobs, um, you know, better positioning, and of course, I got out of debt and started investing my money into single-family rental properties. So that's the Cliff Notes version of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. You I you. Get a it, copy
1: yeah. of the book for the full story. Right. That's
0: right. <laughs> um, okay. So many questions I have in there. Um, I, I, on this podcast, that we always do inspirational interviews, and so I think it's really inspirational to have that kind of a transformation where you all of a sudden go, okay. Uh, this isn't working. And and a lot of times it's kids, right? It's our kids or people that are looking to us to be those models that have us pivot. I'm curious for you, what was that kind of pivotal turning point where you were going, okay, something's got to change?
1: There were several little pokes, you know, things that were happening that I was like, God, I don't even have the credit to do this, or I got to wait till I get paid to do that. You know, there were several of those over probably a seven, eight month period. But it kind of all came to this this huge event where every summer I would take my kids on these summer trips. And I was living in Atlanta at the time. So we might go to Myrtle Beach one summer. We might go to Florida the next summer. This happened to be the Florida summer. And um, I, I couldn't plan anything ahead because I didn't have any credit cards that I could use. I had to wait till I got paid. You know, this was probably just at the cusp of direct deposit type stuff happening. So I just had to wait till I I got a physical check before I could go rent a car and load these kids in this little small SUV, speed down to Florida and have the worst vacation over the course of a two day period that I could possibly generate for these kids. And it just, you know, now they understand how frustrated I was that weekend. But of course for them, it was like, oh, road trip, hey, this is cool. But I got a speeding ticket on the way to Florida. So I basically spent double, you know, for the trip. Um, I'm in this horrible hotel. The kids was just, you know, it's just, we couldn't do anything, couldn't eat anything. And I just, I chalked it all up to the fact that I am a horrible dad because I haven't planned properly. I haven't put us in a position where we could do these things financially. And that to me when I got home and I just was so defeated, and I used that as the motivation to really change my finances around.
0: Nice, so powerful. Oh, yeah, you know, it, it bring, I'm having these memories flood <laughs> into my mind too, you know? It's like I was on food stamps, and, and for me, there was a big turning point. I had a few similarly. There was one that was, I really remember I was crying on the floor, and then there was this other one where I was helping my daughter write her essays to get into college. And she was writing all of them about being poor in a community of wealthy people. And so I'm sitting here helping her like edit all these essays about how poor we are. And I just, every night I would go to bed crying like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I got yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <Holy cow. laughs> it was rough. It's horrible it's yeah, a horrible yeah. feeling especially when you're raising other human beings it's like holy totally. and I, you know and I was,
0: we were working hard right I was working yeah. hard I was doing everything I knew how to do I yeah. I didn't know how to do anything differently but it was that mindset shift of going wait a second I've got to learn strategies in a different direction I really for a long time thought that I would just be forever poor because it was kind of what was destined or mm. I I, did, I thought wealthy people like had some sort of magical skill. I didn't even know it was a skill. I just thought they were yeah. kind of magical creatures that that knew how to be wealthy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Or just inherited money just constantly. Totally. Right? Yeah, yeah. I
0: just thought, oh, they're always been that way. They're always going to be that way. I didn't realize it was something I could actually learn. So share with us, you know, you, I love the proven pathways to wealth and happiness. What are some of the first steps you took to shift in a new direction?
1: The very first thing is visualizing the future that I wanted for myself. I had to see it, smell it, feel it, know what the colors look like. Just I needed to get into those feelings because that those feelings are the things that were gonna continue to pull me through. I know there was this feeling, okay, horrible dad, road trip drama blah 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 and then there's this other guy that I could be where they call me they need something I can produce it I'm able to plan stuff as a family I needed to start seeing what that looked like and imagining myself already there even literally closing my eyes and kind of seeing okay I'm sitting here at a computer I'm charging my card or I'm pulling money from this account to book this beautiful vacation I had to visualize that so visualization is one that I lean on heavily even today to the future plans that I have for myself, right? So that was one. Two, I had to write down what the steps were and reverse engineer it. So, okay, there's this man that's able to do whatever he wants to without having money hinder him. How does he get here? Well, that means he's got this amount of money at least. Okay, that means you gotta generate that amount of money every month, and then that amount of money every week, and that amount of money every day, and kind of reverse engineer. Well, what do I need to do to get to that? I need to be in a better position. Um, what do I need to do that? I got to study this or I need to apply for this job or meet this person. And so really writing down the specific steps that I needed to get to that man that I had visualized, which is this successful guy. And then the third thing, and there's several things that I outlined, but these are the three critical ones. The third thing is creating a morning routine that supported those written goals that will get me to the vision that I had already visualized. So those are my kind of three steps, visualizing it, writing it down, and then creating habits or particularly morning habits that support those particular uh, steps.
0: Awesome. Okay. I want to I dig on the visualization piece a little bit because I totally agree. You know, uh, I, I'm thinking it, in the visualization piece, our brain doesn't know the difference between what we imagine and what's real. You know, there, there's a ton of brain research now neuro, in neuroscience to show that that's true, like that we have... The same firing and same activity centers that get awakened when we visualize versus are doing the thing. When people get stuck, because I have this question a lot and I want to hear your take on it, when people get stuck thinking, how do I do the visualization practice? Like, can you give some practical tips on where to start?
1: Well, absolutely. And I'm so glad you as a doctor have supported that theory because it is absolutely true for sure. Um, So, Obviously, there's vision boards, you know, being able to kind of put some boards together, even going back to your elementary time, cutting through magazines, the life, the house that you want, the vacations and that kind of thing. So there's the vision boards, of course, but also going to places where like I like to golf. And so even before I was able to go golfing whenever I wanted to go, I would go with people who were financially able to go to these nice country clubs. and so. I would ask, could I join them and just be in that world and ride in their car with them and be invited to their house for a barbecue and like, oh, my God, look at this man's house. Like, Oh, my God. So being around that environment. So visually cutting together vision boards, but also putting myself with people that were already living kind of that life. So. That's how, for me, it helped, and there's, it's, helped, it's helped a few of my clients as well, that same way, just changing their environment, not hanging out with some of the buddies in the hang, you know, in the, in the crib and all that stuff and watching TV and playing games, but actually getting out and talking and interacting with people that are living that life already.
0: That's awesome. You know, uh, I was reading a money mindset book back when I started this work and it was similar. It said, you know, go spend time in a place where you feel opulent and wealthy. And so in Boulder, you know, I live in Boulder, Colorado, there's a lot of opulence. And and so I went to Pearl street and there's this really well-known hotel called the St. Julian. And they just have like this, you know, like a waiting room area and it's really, it has a fire and just lovely, wealthy people walking around. (laughs) And so I'd go there and I'd buy a cup of coffee And I would just sit and act like I fit in, you know, it was like, I belong here. And it was amazing. And, and it's, it's, it's so powerful to just step into that new version of you as yeah. if you are already there. And, you know, that's, to me, it was such a fun memory. And it's, it I hadn't linked that with like the power of visualization, you know, I think mm-hmm. I was experiencing it, but then it is in my mind often, right? Like I'll think, Oh, what are the, uh, what are the feelings I want to have when I'm wealthy? What will I be doing? And, you know, like as I gain wealth in my, you know, build my network, Earth, it just up levels mm-hmm. you know it's just shifts. like I right. I manifested my house that I'm in you know it's just it's just really cool
1: it's super powerful you said yeah. it. I mean there's direct scientific proof that your subconscious mind pretty much dictates everything that's happening like we've spoken here for 20 minutes and neither one of us even thought about breathing right And like yeah. our subconscious is doing this for us so if you start putting positive things and the visions for your life into your subconscious, it'll start setting that path for you and and laying things out so that you're like, holy cow, how did I get this job opportunity? I wasn't even thinking about it. Well, your subconscious already knew what you were thinking and started putting things in line for you.
0: Yes. Okay, great. Lead into the next. So you said write down specific steps. And similarly, I think about how our brain is basically a problem-solving operating system. So whatever you're putting into your brain, it's wanting to solve. So if you give it really specific maps, it knows how to solve the problems better than if it's vague and foggy. So it's such an important step that you said to write down specific steps. I'm often intrigued by how we forget to be clear about what we want. And where Mm -hmm. we want to go, you know, people Mm -hmm. will kind of have those nebulous daydreams about it, or they'll see someone else and they'll be comparing themselves negatively and be a little jealous. But then they never go like, "I want that." I'm going to write down that I want that. And how do I, you know, I love that you said reverse engineer a plan. So how do Mm -hmm. I do that? What would it actually take? Like I've had people say, "I want to have twenty thousand dollars in the bank by the end of the year in my savings," and then you know, when you ask them, "Well, what does that look like every month? How much do you need to put every week?" They're like, (laughs) "I have no idea."
1: Just gonna you know, wake so, up at the end of the year and you'll have the money, right? <laughs> so
0: get specific. So really good tips. And then, will you share with us some of the morning routine habits that you have? What What do you do oh, in the morning to align yourself?
1: Absolutely. Very first thing, besides kiss my wife and love her, but drink some water. I get some water, some fluids into my body. Just it just helps balance my equilibrium out. Uh, I'm very big on meditating, so I'll spend 20 minutes listening to either some affirmations or actually doing some meditation where I'm no TV, no phone, just try to be very still and calm for a good 20 minutes, kind of establish what my, what my thoughts are for the day. What do I see the day looking like? And then, of course, typically I've already written out what my goals are for the week. Or for you know the night before, maybe for tomorrow. So I'll kind of review those things and take a look at what my plans are for the day, or how am I going to accomplish the rest of the week's goals. And then I'm very big on physical activity, so I do some exercise, stretching, push-ups, um, get a decent little breakfast in. Maybe it's fruit or cereal or something, but just try to cover all of my senses in some form of fashion before I invite in the rest of the world. Um, and this is a horrible time right now. If, if you're a person that jumps out of bed, turns on a TV and get a count for COVID and all this, your day is shot. You are shot. You have just invited in the most horrific thought into your mind before you even did anything else. And so I'm just very big on setting tone for positivity, for productivity, and just being efficient with my day and trying to be intentional with all of my actions. That's
0: awesome. And I so agree. It's like I tell people don't start your day with email because it's like this kind of putting out fires potential. It just opens Mm -hmm. a can of worms, lots of fires. So be strategic and intentional. I love that water meditation exercise. Um, Those are great. Would you share a really practical, you know, I know one of the big things that you do is help people transform their credit. What is one really practical step if people are in that position where they're like, okay, I'm ready to start getting financially empowered. I wanna shift so that I can step into real estate investment, owning my house or whatever it might be. What's a practical step they can take?
1: You gotta know where you're starting at. Pull your credit report. And when I say that, I'm not suggesting that you go to your credit karma. That's, That's credit data and that's fine. But if you're looking to leverage money, which is borrowing money or getting some, a loan of any sort, whether it's for a house, car, credit, uh, you know, a business, then you need to see what your FICO score looks like. So I will go to myfico.com, pull my credit report, and uh, see exactly how the lenders see my personal credit. Then start attacking those things that are holding my credit score down. You know, if you know that you have charge off accounts, Probably need to address that. Uh, Most people right now, especially, they're probably overutilized with their credit cards. So, if you're using more than 30% of the available credit limit, you're putting your credit score into a negative spin. Uh, Even if you charge it 50% and then immediately pay it during that billing cycle, you exceeded 30% of your credit limit, and that would be a negative reporting. So take a look at your credit report, see what items you can immediately bring down from your, as far as your credit utilization. Those will be probably the first things that I would do and first things that I did do with my own personal credit. And you'll find that uh, your credit utilization by keeping it under 30% or even 20% is even better that that in itself is about 35% of what your credit score gets calculated from. So if you can do that and then put a schedule together to start paying bills on time. And I always recommend automating things as much as possible. Have it come straight from your account or set up a process where you, you know, send the payment from your bank to the creditor, that lender. Um, paying on time and keeping utilization under 30%, those two combined is 65% of your credit score. So if you can get those two under control, typically you're good. You're putting yourself in a great path to improve your credit.
0: Nice, that's powerful. Um, I want to ask. Uh, you know, you say that you went from the low credit score to shifting and then building a seven-figure real estate portfolio. Is that was it that you were accessing your own credit, other people's money, a combination?
1: In the beginning, it was all my own personal credit. So, like, okay. well. I, In the very beginning, it was private lenders. I used private lenders who didn't care much about my credit. They were more concerned about how much cash reserves that I had and also the value of the property that I was buying and what value I was going to increase it to. But once I, you know, that's very expensive money. So I wanted to make sure that I got refinanced into conventional as quickly as possible. So by that time, my scores were great. I was, again, over 700 at that point. My income was strong. I had savings by that point, so I could leverage my own personal credit to acquire more properties. Uh, But it wasn't long before I realized, hey, I need to be leveraging my business credit as well, and it gives me much more buying power by doing that.
0: Nice. Okay. Okay. So in your book, do you give us a plug for your book? Like what are people going to get when they buy your book? Cause it sounds incredible. Proven pathways to wealth and happiness.
1: You're going to get the story of an average dude who still doesn't have a college degree that was able to go from broke to horrible credit score to living the life that I really visualized for myself. Again, nice. scores over 760 consistently and I own these properties and my wife and I can live the life that we want and there's actionable steps in here, like literally step-by-step things to do. And you can, I have this thing that I call slashing the dashes, right? So I come from a world of organizers, like physical paper organizers. And I used to have this habit of, okay, tomorrow I gotta do these 10 things. And I put a dash and say, pay this bill, dash, do this, dash, do that. And so as I would get through that thing, I would slash that dash because I completed that item on my list. And so there are literally dashes in here of bullet points for you to do. And I encourage people to get the book and start slashing your own dashes and apply some of these basic concepts and practical steps to your own life. And you'll start seeing the results immediately, immediately, because again, it starts with the mindset. And you'll start seeing those things that you actually want for your life to start coming to fruition. And applaud yourself for the small victory, that very small victory of saving $100 this month. Woohoo! I just did it. I saved $100 where last month that money would have been spent at eating out or something like that. So this nice. book, I'm so proud of it, Proven Pathways to Wealth and Happiness, because these are time- Proven and tested results um, that I've been or steps that I've been able to get results from in my own life and so somebody out there is watching that's struggling especially maybe now they just lost a job or something and they're trying to figure out how do I still win in 2020 with all this going on and I'm, I promise you this book will put you on the right path.
0: Nice. How to win in 2020. I love it.
1: That's, it. That's it. That's
0: awesome. Okay. Share with us. And I know actually, cause you gave us three steps already, and I, I would imagine there's somewhat aligned, but what would you say are your top three max potential habits that got you where you are today?
1: Again, setting proper goals and writing those goals down. Um, there's again, scientific proof around writing something. You have I think about a 60 something percent chance of retaining or recalling that information. If you've written it down. So be very specific about the goals that you have for yourself and then write those goals down. Three or two, again, talked about visualization, whatever that looks like to you. But I would say for the sake of being a little different than what I said before, I would definitely, definitely encourage people to look at your environment. Take a look at the last five text messages that you sent or who are the people that you just text messaged or received messages from and really think about and be honest with, the, with yourself about the fact, are they lifting you up or tearing you down? You know, what are those relationships like in your, in your daily life? And are they supportive of your goals or are they, you know, hindering you from achieving those goals? And then I would say probably a third one is let's start smiling a little bit more. Like, you do not understand the power of just smiling. Smile ridiculously big and let that attraction of positivity come to you. Like, being a store, I mean, if you can see somebody's face still, I know everybody's got these face masks on, but smile at the the weirdest stranger that you can and watch how you just made them smile and watch how positive stuff just starts to happen to you. So I would say... The third one will be smile like you just don't care and let everything attract to you that's positive.
0: That is awesome. By far, <laughs> no one has said that yet.
1: <laughs> yes, you got to smile. That is
0: great. I love it. And, you know, uh, I, I, I've gone through putting these on YouTube, but mostly now they're just audio. So people mm-hmm. won't get to see your smile. But if you go to his LinkedIn page, you will see a fabulous, amazing smile. So share nice. with us as we close up. Or close down, close. I don't know
1: what the right word
0: is there. <laughs> right. <laughs> As we end the show, where can people find you?
1: They can definitely find me at victorvjohnson.com. So that's victorvjohnson.com. Or you can find me all over social, especially LinkedIn, Victor V. Johnson. I'm on Instagram, Victor Vonico Johnson. Or you could also follow my YouTube page, which is Nico Don Projects, N I C O D O N Projects.
0: Awesome. And everyone, of course, I will have all of that in the show notes so that you can link directly to Victor. It's been incredible to have you here. Thank you so much. I can't wait to do more fun stuff with you in the future. And I hope you have an incredible day. Thanks again.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Amanda. This is great. I really appreciate you having me on your platform today.
0: Absolutely. All right, everyone. I hope you took some awesome notes. I love to have people on who have been there, done that. And, you know, with this proven pathway to who doesn't want wealth and happiness, right? Like that's what we're all really striving for. So get the book, connect with Victor. Thanks again for being here, everyone. And I will be back next week. I hope you have a max potential week where you thrive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For max potential habits resources go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources there's free ebooks pdf checklists a journal template a business mindset meditation kit and so much more plus links to nfa coaching on instagram youtube linkedin and facebook and if you're super serious about up leveling there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a max potential habits day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.